Welcome to Breaking Free Authentically, the podcast where we explore what redefining relationships looks like through a sex-positive lens. Let's kick shame and guilt to the curb and really start living a sexy, authentic life. I'm passionate about normalizing out-of-the-box ways of designing relationships. There's nothing quite like finding your tribe and experiencing the freedom of being completely yourself without judgment. I'm your host, Kareen Bedard, your sex-positive relationship designer, and I'm here to guide you in creating the relationship you desire, whether that is a more open one or simply a more empowered one. Join me every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to enjoy the newest episode. Welcome back to Breaking Free Authentically. This is episode 54, and today I'm speaking with Sierra Jane Grace. She is a sacred sex coach, or sex coach, if that's how you want to say it, Uh, But she guides women in reconnecting with their sexual energy and feminine bodies. She is a cosmic sexuality certified instructor. She's a body neutrality published author and an all-around embodied sex goddess. Her goal is to lovingly provide a safe space for women to become comfortable with learning about and returning to their bodies and talking openly about their pleasure while imparting ancient wisdom and practices to aid women in healing womb and yoni trauma. Today we get into a conversation about the pussy, the vulva, the yoni, however you want to say it. But we're talking about this female area of the body And the voice that she has. And I know that sounds a little woo-woo to maybe some people, but our pussies have something to say. And our culture and our programming have taught us to silence that part of us, to silence the yearning, to silence the desire, to silence the pleasure that we want to enjoy, the feelings of being turned on the eroticism, we end up silencing that for the sake of fitting in or for being the good girl or just being someone that is marriable, marriage material. And so this programming is pervasive. It's been around for so, so long, so many generations that we don't even realize that it's happening in many cases. We think we're being sex positive, but really there's a lot of programming that is telling us to ignore our body and our pleasure. And we wonder why we struggle to orgasm or we struggle to get turned on or be in the mood or or get into sex when maybe our partner asks us to be, when we're busy mothering and all these things that women often do we wonder why we don't just feel like having sex. And so much of that is because we've been taught to focus on other things because that's not the thing we're supposed to focus on. A few episodes back, we talked about pleasure and not outsourcing our pleasure. So I think this is a very valid conversation along those same lines that we get to 
determine where our energy goes. We get to listen to our pussy. We get to listen to our body and recognize when our body is telling us something that we want or desire when we're feeling some kind of erotic energy in our body. If we start to listen, we don't have to silence that and it's telling us something really important. And often it's telling us how to take care of ourselves so that we can be more effective in life. So this is fun. It's a fun conversation and I think you'll enjoy it. And men, I think it's a valid conversation for you to listen to as well because you will just learn about the cyclical way that our body as as female bodies is wired the hormones just the the cycles that we go through um she talks a lot about the archetypes of women and i just think it's fascinating so grab something to drink figure out something to do put your headphones in and go for a walk whatever it is that you want to do come and join us for this fascinating conversation about what our pussy has to say Are you struggling with your sexual well-being? Are you often disappointed in your relationships? Do you have unrealistic expectations? Do you ever wonder if you are actually cut out for monogamy? Maybe you've had some of these thoughts. Did you know it's not your fault? That's right. You've been brainwashed since childhood with a series of beliefs about sexuality and relationships. We call this the mono mindset. Do you feel like you've been sold a fairy tale when it comes to sex and love? Why isn't it working? Why am I not fulfilled? Why am I not satisfied? Why do I have a deep longing for more? Shouldn't I be satisfied? Content? Just be grateful? Well, you aren't alone. If this resonates with you, you are ready for the Breaking Free from Monogamy 8-week program. In this 8-week program, you will learn how the mono mindset has set us up for failure in our relationships and in our emotional and sexual well-being. How the mono mindset keeps us from being truly authentic in our sexuality and relationships. How it keeps us small and gives us a false sense of security. Why we think of sexuality and anything related to sex as wrong or taboo. And how the mono mindset has invalidated your desires. Do you think to yourself, I want to fully enjoy my life and who I really am. I want real connections. I want to be able to be myself. I want to understand my body. I love who I am, but I don't seem to fit the mold. Maybe you've thought, I have always felt like a sexual deviant, but I'm actually a really good person. I don't understand. Well, many of my clients have said, Kareen, I didn't know I had choices. I thought monogamy was the only way to be happy and enjoy a fulfilling sex life. I thought that non-monogamy is for people that have commitment issues, and I thought it was just a way to legally cheat on your partner. I thought I was supposed to suppress my desires to have a successful relationship. But what if you could deconstruct the mindset that is holding you back from exploring other options? Well, you can in my eight-week Breaking Free from Monogamy program. Take your life back and become a master of healthy relating and sexuality. Lose the shame and guilt you've been programmed to feel in order to conform. It's not your fault. You weren't given a choice. Learn to love yourself and your desires. Discover what is natural and ethical. Breaking Free from Monogamy, an eight-week program shifting the mono mindset for greater intimacy and sexual well-being. Do you want to choose monogamy confidently or explore other healthy models? 
This program is for you. Please go visit offers.kareenbedard.com to go take the free Is Monogamy Right For Me quiz and to enroll in the new Breaking Free From Monogamy 8-week program. That's offers.k-a-r-i-n-e-b-e-d-a-r-d.com. Please visit our website at www.breakingfreeauthentically.com and subscribe to our mailing list so you never miss an episode. Be sure to leave a review on Podchaser by clicking the link at the top of the page. That would mean the world to me. Finally, I'd love for you to join Breaking Free Authentically, our private sex-positive relationship community on Facebook. All the links will be posted in the show notes. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Breaking Free Authentically. I'm here today with Sierra Jane Grace, and she is a sex coach. So I'm sure we're going to have a great time because, well, obviously we have lots to talk about. (laughs) And today I think, I think that we're going to call this podcast, The Pussy Has a Voice Too. Pussy, Mm -hmm. Yoni, however you want to say it. So Sierra, thank you for being here. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really excited to be here. And I know we're going to have a super juicy conversation. I know. And and I love this because it's like people just appear into my life um, out of nowhere sometimes. And um, then we just have a great call, great connection. And then we're friends for life. And that's just how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Perfect. Done. All right. So. Let's talk a little bit about what you do. Tell us, just give us a little background um, into your lovely world. Yeah, so I am a sex coach. I've been uh, working in sexual energy and understanding like ancient sexual practices and um, Taoism and Tantra and cosmic sexuality and kink and everything in between for about like 10 years. and I've been on my spiritual journey for a little bit longer than that. And yeah, essentially, like I help people to um, I help couples to like reignite their relationship and understand like their desires and how they can help um, meet those for each other and how they can make sex more of like a ritual act that can be anything from like healing to like sacred to wild to everything else in between. Um, I help women to heal their relationship with their feminine body and with their yonis if they're like sort of living in a dissociation from like their like pussy and their womb um and yeah i just dig into all the energy behind sex and why we do what we do and all that fun stuff that's so cool it's interesting cuz yeah. you're talking about like this dis- dissociation from our feminine parts and things and I think we take it for granted because it's such a sexualized society, yet it's sexualized, but not internalized. Like it's, it's sexualized for, I see it in, in what people can get out of it, you know, like selling cells. Yeah. And then, and then on the other hand, you know, you're shamed for wanting the sex. (laughs) wanting to be a part of that yet 
you're also shamed for not embracing parts of it. It's just a really, it's really fucked up is what it is. And so it's no wonder that women have this disconnect. Um, In my program this week, I was talking with, with the ladies in my cohort that they, this shame that was brought on to women, it was the way to control women. Like, how do you keep, so the men were allowed to have multiple wives, but because you can't keep track of a woman's offspring, if she's having multiple partners, um, you have to be able to keep her in one relationship, right? To, to keep track of the property and, and everything and the children and the property. So how do you keep her from wandering? Whatever? Well, you make it sinful you make it something that makes you completely unmarriable or unworthy or you know if if a woman enjoys sex that's so shameful from way 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 back mm-hmm. and um that stays with us even if we don't have shame about sex there is it is still imprinted in us absolutely yeah we have such deep ancestral trauma around this topic right like we are so, like you said, thousands of years deep in like these programs. And it's like you said, like they we're looking at like a lot of people don't realize that like the originate, like when we originated like marriage, right? Like is and sort of the concept of the patriarchy is really linked to like agriculture. Um, so before that, we don't have a lot of information like on like how people um, functioned and how like sex was like experienced. But we um, most of the time, like the small amount of information that we do have um, suggests that we live nomadically, obviously. So before agriculture, we lived nomadically. We just followed food um, everywhere that was. We lived communally and we had communal sex um, because like there was no need to own or know like whose property something was because there was none. There was no need to like, you know, know whose child someone was because there wasn't. And then when we began like the process of agriculture, which was like, this is mine, this is my land. These are my horses, like this is my food. And like, I don't really care if you survive or don't, then like you said, you had to walk into that. Like, well, how do I pass that on to someone? I don't live forever. Well, I need to pass it on to my offspring and only mine. And that's my wife. And then we got in this super like deep hole of um, women being forced into relationships and being like shamed, like you said, for like sex. And I mean, we can get into like how the church like fell into that. Um, in terms of like, I always talk about like, uh, for feminine energy, like the feminine uh, energy has four different archetypes, which are like maiden, mother, enchantress, and crone. And a lot of people will be like, oh, I always thought it was like maiden, mother, crone. And I was like, actually, like enchantress is like one of the most sexually powerful um, stages, which is when we're up for age-wise, it's a woman around like 40 um, uh, moving forward. And it was completely removed um, when the church sort of decided, again, like, that women needed to be virgins and all these things, but we have an archetype for her, and the church actually created a full archetype for her, which is Mary Magdalene, right? Like the horror. And so it was like this, like, oh, like we like this is completely unacceptable. These are the archetypes of the woman. We have mother and maiden, which they made into one person, which is Mary, um, as in like a virgin Mary. She is both mm-hmm. the mother and the maiden at same time and this is the only version of a woman that's acceptable we like her because we can utilize her she's young she's easy to manipulate she gives constantly as a mother she's nurturing 
But like this version, the Enchantress, like the like Mary Magdalene, like she's totally unacceptable. Like this is like the worst possible thing you can be. Like she's the whore. She's the like, and that's where like the shame really got like super deep. And that's why we also see an interesting like sort of resurgence of like women um, who are like worshiping like sort of the priestess of Mary Magdalene, and because she was actually a sex priestess. Um, so yeah, it goes really deep. <laughs> Sorry, I got down a history portal there. <laughs> No, that's okay. I love that. I love that. I was uh, sorry. If there's a volume change, everybody, I apologize. I am just trying to figure out a couple little um, tech things here because something has changed in my setups. But and I don't know if you heard the bling bling bling. Was that your notifications or mine? No, I didn't hear that. Okay, so no, that's fine. It's fine. I just want you to be aware in case it's still in the recording. Uh, but I know I love that. Um, these archetypes, yeah. it's so true. Like, uh, you know, Mary is so revered, you know, and she was a virgin yeah. and got pregnant without having sex. Mm. Like what, what highest, you know, moral standard can we have than that you know she didn't have to do mm -hmm. that quote unquote dirty in order to get pregnant even you know which is like the most worthy reason for having sex she didn't even have to do yeah, that she right? didn't have to do that yeah because it's still a sin even if you're creating a baby i guess um, um i was not from like that context. ilk of religion i mm. like uh, sex was very good and and okay within marriage. So I was a virgin mm -hmm. when I got married and all of a sudden it's okay and it's beautiful and it's to be honored and respected and had. But uh, you have all these years of like shutting it off because it was wrong and I was a very sexual person. And so I also married my ex-husband because he was not easily distracted, didn't stray, wasn't led astray by like the billboard, the, the you know, the, mm. the Calvin Klein billboard or yeah. didn't watch porn, you know, wasn't like sexualizing anything. But in that, what made him so like strong and, and worthy of marriage or husband material also mean that his sexuality was shut down. And that Absolutely. doesn't just turn on overnight. And then all of a sudden you're no, wondering. That's a healing oh, process. What's wrong with me? I'm not attractive because he's not into me. And I thought like we'd get married and it would be magically turned on. Perfect. And, yes. you know, and I mean, I love sex and I'm one who did orgasm and I talked about it and I wanted to make sure that um, I did work I like a really that was an important part of my marriage and I had conversations about it and I didn't have shame about my sexual my wanting sex in the marriage because it was in the marriage um I didn't think I had shame around it but there is a mm. lot of things that did come up that were shameful one of the big ones was masturbation like I was like I wasn't allowed to masturbate before I got married and now that I was married, I certainly wasn't allowed to masturbate because I was supposed to do that with my husband. Right. So when when do I get to enjoy sex for me, enjoy my pleasure, discover anything about myself um, 
it's no wonder that I resented him for not wanting to have sex with me because in my mind, that was the only way I was supposed to be able to have sex is with him. Mm -hmm. So then if he doesn't want it, then I'm resenting that because I don't get to explore because there's some subconscious programming that's telling me that that's not allowed. Then absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think that like the interesting thing that we've done, like with sex on like so many levels, whether it's like religion or even like, like things like porn and stuff is that we put it all into like very clear boxes. Like, first mm -hmm. of all, what's right, what's wrong. Um, like labeling them all uh, with like these either like shame or like, you know, that's like a kink, like that's bad, like whatever it is. And like when sex should always just be an experience, mm -hmm. right? Like you're literally here just to experience your body and like all the magic that it can and, like feel all the pleasure you can have, like, like stop like labeling things and putting them in stuff, like feeling like there is some sort of right or wrong way to do things. Like whether it's in relation or whether it's just in the bedroom, like, or not in the bedroom. Cause again, like there shouldn't be like restrictions on anything. Like the more that we're able to just sort of open ourselves and our hearts and our minds to the vastness of that sexual experience that can be had, like, it's literally like infinite, right? Like it's mm. so beautiful. And so I always find it like funny when people are like, oh, you know, like I'm with my partner and people who are in monogamous relationships and like we're bored and whatever. And I'm like, okay, but like literally there's a million options. <laughs> like I can't even tell you like how many options like you have like open to you. Like how many senses do you have in your body? How many ways a woman can orgasm? Like how many ways you can play and just explore? Like I really am like, yeah, huge on the idea of like stopping with the boxes, like, and just opening ourselves up to it, always just being an experience, like with no necessary outcome, just like having a good time. Like, fuck, like, why were we given here this beautiful vessel if it wasn't for to experience that? Yeah. Well, and stepping out of boxes, that's a really big one for me. Like, I, I really am all about breaking free from the boxes of, the mm -hmm. programming societal boxes right the rules yeah. um so it's interesting one of these boxes that you just mentioned is like you know we have specific outcomes that we think are supposed to happen from sex and one of the biggest ones i've found to to shift and get rid of is the outcome of orgasm mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people like that's the goal they don't feel worthy as a guy they don't feel worthy if they didn't make her come they also don't feel yeah. worthy if they didn't come or mm -hmm. they feel frustrated if they didn't come. And I could understand that because it is it can be frustrating to not come. However, that powers within ourselves like we can play and experiment, have fun and take that expectation or pressure off. Um, and then we get to take care of that ourselves. And exactly. if we think of it that way, then it's never a failure because you get to decide at any point if and when yeah. you want to come. And it never has to be a part of the play with someone else. Now, it is really fun to make someone else come or. or of course. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to change that wording completely to make someone come. This is wording we use all the time. I hear it all the time in the lifestyle, in the swinger world. Right. Like. Oh, yeah. did, did did he make you come or whatever? How about 
make someone safe enough to feel like they can come. Yes, absolutely. Safety is such a huge part of like a woman's experience when it comes to sexuality. Like, so um, your cervix, which is like obviously like the end of your vaginal canal, mm-hmm. um, it has uh, three main nerves that run through it, up through it to your brain. And one of them is your vagus nerve. And your vagus mm-hmm. nerve actually regulates your nervous system and like mm-hmm. whether you're in a state of flight, flight, freeze, fawn. Um, so safety is like literally like a vital and integral part of like a woman feeling like she's able to like soften and like open and surrender and receive like and then experience like that like infinite and as a woman you are literally infinitely orgasmic um, because we have a womb space and sexual energy is womb energy Um, you're infinitely orgasmic so like to experience that to open yourself up to that infinite orgasmic energy like you have to be able to feel safe to be able to receive that and to open soften to that and so safety is such like a huge like key part of it and it doesn't have to be an orgasm and orgasms come in so many different like shapes and so like forms like mm-hmm. i always teach that there's like mul- like women have about six different ways that they can like experience orgasm i mean really like there's lots more than that but six main ways um and the cervix is actually one of them which a lot of people like don't know it's a beautiful healing tool um and yeah like orgasm and pleasure just needs to be experienced no like rules no like end game no like how many times no any of that stuff like just like did you have a good experience was it juicy was it delicious like was it sometimes like the most fun can be like just like like playing and knowing you're not going to get to an orgasm, like just like being like, okay, we're just going to make out for like a really long time and like walk away like we're teenagers, like and like feel like that like sexual energy is like vibrating throughout your entire body and knowing that like you get to go there later, but like that doesn't mean you didn't have fun. <laughs> you probably had a great. Oh, I time. love that. Actually, that that sounds like a really fun game to create safety. Actually, is is to mm. be like we can do anything but come (laughs) yeah right because it just builds it up right yeah but even more than that like you were talking about like the safety I know like there's certain times and and this is why one of my roles um in the lifestyle or polyamory because I I cross both worlds um but in the swinger world like it's often just like a hookup or or whatever and it and it's all about sex but for me connection is so important that without connection i i don't get into the sex and i'm sure that there's a lot of probably wounding that i'm not even aware of that i maybe don't even want to look at at this point in my life because there's so many other things to work on um but like porn doesn't turn me on watching other people isn't a turn on for me. Like it just kind of shuts me down. What is a turn on for me is being able to cuddle with someone and have a great conversation and just be able to be me. That makes me feel safe. Mm. And if I feel like quote unquote adored by you and like safe to just kind of be me and no expectation of something, then I can feel safe enough to be turned on. It was interesting because Recently, I was able to engage with someone that I do feel really safe with, and my cervix was like so open and and 
happy <laughs> with that situation, whereas it could have been very painful because they're not a small person, right? Could have been very yeah. painful. And I've had that experience where it's like, you know, I, I don't know why guys are so worried about being long or being so big because it's like that actually isn't enjoyable for a lot of women unless they feel completely safe and completely relaxed and completely and and that's not what it's about. It's about the whole experience. But let's I digress. Let's go back yeah. to, to the experience. But <laughs> I know that I felt completely relaxed because my cervix was just being touched but it was like in it took a, a bit like it was just like very relaxing to get to that point and there was no pressure mm. and, and not like oh I'm just gonna hit your cervix right like fuck off with that yeah <laughs> but it was it was just like a safe feeling that I was in their arms and I just could enjoy that and it built and and yes my whole body felt completely regulated and completely I could let go of yeah. of all worry. It was it was like a meditation in a sense. And absolutely. It and it's because I could honor I could safely honor my body. I yeah. think that's a good way to And put yeah, it. the cervix actually like moves up um the vaginal canal and softens when you become very aroused so mm -hmm. it does take like you said a certain level of like safety like we're not mm -hmm. talking about i always say like if you want to play like in like cervical orgasm specifically like because they can be a really beautiful tool um that i teach people how to like use for like sort of the healing and stuff um is that you want to be like four orgasms like deep like you want to be like because i'm like that way you know like you're super softened you know like your cervix mm -hmm. has started to move up you know that like that your cervix is going to be softer. I mean, you can pick certain times of the month as well um, because your cervix does move naturally during like your menstrual cycle. That also can help like in terms of like knowledge because there are times that it is more like tough um, and will hurt more if you're like, like sort of like going against it. Right after your period, it's like prime for that. It's yes, it's exactly. Really nice yeah, that is exactly and... when you want to be. Yes, yeah, you're correct. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, it's a really amazing tool to be able to as well like recognize that like you said like how safe you feel and how like open and softened like you feel and how like when you feel in that space and it's funny because I think that like when I talk to men a lot of the time about like these kind of things and couples and stuff and I'm like okay like you need to create a safe container like masculine energy is creating containers creating directives like creating like safety like provision protection like all these things and I'm like, this is what you need to do. And like, you know, to create like a beautiful space for your woman to experience orgasm. And they're just like, kind of like, well, that doesn't sound like much fun. Like, they're always like, oh, these are all the things I have to do. Like, that doesn't sound like, you know, super like erotic or like whatever. I'm like, listen, when you get a woman safe, she will fucking get wild. You want right? to see like the most like porn star, wild, crazy, animalistic, whatever, passionate, whatever fucking version of her like is going to come out and you don't get to decide what version comes out. So like, don't think that's going to happen. But if you want to see all of those things, like you get that when she feels safe and willing to open and to be in all of her embodiment, mm -hmm. right? Embody all of her feminine energy, like every aspect of herself, every aspect of her sexuality. So like, don't ever think that like those like little things that I'm like, that I give them as like tools to like go into the bedroom with, like they're like, oh, well, like, meh. I'm like, listen, it's going to go somewhere beautiful. I promise you. So what would be some yeah. examples of that? Don't give us all your toolbox, but just a couple things. Yeah. So 
for like men like first of all like they need to know how to be in their masculine energy right so like I teach a lot of like polarity work which is understanding that within each of us like we have masculine and feminine energy Mm -hmm. um, and that exists like in both of us and so I teach women how to be in their feminine energy and men how to be in their masculine energy because you have both within you and both are absolutely vital for like working within the world but like when you come down to being in the bedroom like you have chosen a female vessel, that person has chosen a male vessel. And so knowing how to really tap into those energies will be able to allow you to experience orgasm and sex on like a whole other level. So for men, like being in their masculine energy, like your their erection is like an embodiment of their masculine energy. And I think this is why we're seeing such like a huge like influx of like men who seem to be having like erectile like problems, but like mm-hmm. have like no real reason, like physiologically. Like I'm like meeting men who are like, like youngish like have like workout like have good like you know blood flow like things that like you know I if like physically I'd be like oh okay like those might be problems but like they don't and but that your their erection is an embodiment of their masculine energy and so like are you going into the world as a man into the world into your bedroom whatever like in a penetrative energy or do you have direction do you have focus like do you have discipline are you creating like those like sort of containers of um protection provision like that is like masculine energy and that's going to be embodied like through his erection and the more a man feels like he knows how to like penetrate the space with his energy the more he will be like that in the bedroom so one of the best things that men can do is really like learn to tap into that energy um and our world has a lot of men who aren't in that energy anymore we've really like had a we've taught men that like masculine energy is toxic that like you know, it's not okay, it's not safe, it's all these things, like, that's a pile of garbage. Um, masculine energy is beautiful and needed in every single way in, like, this world. And the, and because women have stepped into their masculine energy so much, men have softened, right? Like, mm-hmm. they've, like, started to, like, become less in that. So that's definitely one tool I would say um, is really imperative. And then for creating, like, safe spaces and containers and stuff, a lot of times it's about touching your partner with your energy first, um, which is like sort of as opposed, like you were saying, like creating intimacy, like before you get into physical like touch, right? And again, like even my own friends, like women have been like, well, that doesn't sound like passionate or like, you know, wild. I'm like, but it's what's needed to get to that place, right? Like it's that. And I think that the interesting thing in my experience with men is that when they do it, they're like, oh, my God, I didn't know how much I needed that myself. Like, it's not just women. We have this, like, stupid idea that it's just women who want intimacy. It's just women who crave, like, connection. It's like, no, like, men want that mm-hmm. too. Like, and, like, when they start to, because they've been so void of it in their life, like, they, you know, mm-hmm. they're taught, like, if they hug another man, it's like gay or, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, any, like, basic, like, small intimacies, when they start to do it, they're like, oh, my gosh, like, I didn't know how much I needed that like connection, like, and how much that deepened our relationship or made me feel like I was even more aroused by the situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I think that, you know, a lot of people confuse physical connection with emotional connection and like, you know, just, (laughs) just putting your, cock in a pussy is going to be connecting but that's that's just a physical thing like there's doesn't have to be anything attached to that but when you can connect your energy into someone else and like 
reciprocate energy. Mm-hmm. It's so powerful. And and so it powerful. doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be an all sacred experience where you can only experience that with one person with your soulmate or whatever. It's like no. it's like just opening the door to yourself a little bit and where you can let's see if I can think of an I'm an analogy person. It's like opening the door to a fireplace, right? Like like if you open the door, you can let the heat out and then and then you feel that heat coming at you. And it's like opening two two fireplace doors and letting that heat just go to each other will warm things mm-hmm. up and we'll get things going. And um I know like I'm an energetic, like if we're talking about like erotic blueprints and stuff. I'm an energetic mm-hmm. blueprint and I didn't realize that. I just thought something was wrong with me, right? Like, why can't I? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very mental and um, I'm a sapiosexual, but that that creates the safety in order for me to energetically connect with someone, right? So it's not just sapio turns me or sapio turns me on. It's like there has to be like an energetic connection. And one of those things is like just placing your hand on my yoni or pussy like and not moving mm-hmm. the second you move it the energy shifts and i just need yeah. just put it there and don't move it and maybe focus your energy give me some of your energy and and that just like makes everything just kind of and then i just feel so connected and it's like then my whole body is is working um and it's such a small thing it's such a subtle thing but wow is it ever powerful and it's really hard for men because they don't think they're doing anything <laughs> i'm like you have no idea what yeah that's so true that's why like that's why my work is in understanding like the energy behind sex right because sex is always an energy exchange like i mean ultimately any interaction, like even the interaction we're having right now is an energy exchange, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like anytime you hug someone, anytime you talk to someone, you're exchanging energy to some degree. It's just that sex is a much deeper energy exchange because like you're literally physically connecting to each other um, in a way that you don't allow like, you know, a majority of people to do with you. Right. Um, and so because of that energy exchange, we have to be really intentional with like energies that we're exchanging, right? Like you can feel if the energy of another person, like their only intention behind their energy is to like get themselves off or like mm-hmm. if their intention for their energy, it has nothing to do with like your like well-being or like your care, right? Like, and that's really like where you start to feel like into like the difference. You're like, if someone cares for me enough and it doesn't, like you said, have to be love or like romance mm-hmm. or like marriage or anything like that, but enough to take the time to like do the things that make me feel safe and make me like warmed up, then like that person is going to um, be like a better fit, obviously, than someone who intention their intentions and they might not even know their intentions. Like that's the worst part is that most people energetically don't know their intentions. That's so much of the work I do is helping people get clear on them. Is like, yeah, if you're with someone who's just like, well, I just want to use you right now, um, that doesn't feel nice, right? Like energetically, that doesn't feel nice to anyone. Like you want someone who's going to share an energy that whether it's just like, I want to be super present right now, it doesn't have to be something crazy deep. It can just be like, let's like enjoy and worship each other's bodies. Like, you know, that can be like enough of an intention behind it, but knowing the energy that you're sharing and being intentional with the energy you offer is super important. Um, even, I'm always. Sorry, sorry, go ahead, can yeah. I interject there? Just like even playful yeah. intention, like, like, 
a lot of swingers are like, well, I don't want to have like a big emotional romantic connection with people. That's not what we're saying. But your intention no. has to be clear with each of you. If you just want to play and just have fun and just and just get off because you're just like in that everybody's intention just has to be clear, right? And exactly. there's has to be mutual respect even in that. And Absolutely. the release of pressure in that it's play. And that's why we call it play because it's it's like yeah. adult play. And if you think of it as anything but play, it's it's all of a sudden it becomes work. It becomes uh, like a, a, a goal has to be met. And that's where I think a lot of people run into disappointment and frustration and, and feelings of inadequacy or, you know, um, function issues <laughs> because they, yep. they start to put uh, an intention in there that is presupposed that is something that doesn't have to be there. Whereas if you can just put the intention as play, lighthearted, fun, where you can laugh, that's an intention as well. And absolutely, that is a great energy to be in, you know? It's a beautiful energy to be in. And like you said, like sex is like adult play. I completely agree with you on that. Like, I think that we, as adults, like, first of all, like just living in a, again, like, um, getting into energy like masculine energy is mm -hmm. like what runs sort of our society right and masculine energy is about outcome um so we live in a society that's 100 percent always about outcome it's like well mm -hmm. why are you like you know taking a dance lesson oh because i'm becoming a dancer like right. why are you like you know doing whatever like everything has to be even with our own kids like it's like oh like you know can he just play hockey no he can't like he's gonna be like Wayne Gretzky it's like <laughs> like we live in a society that's obsessed with outcomes like to, on all degrees right and so like the idea of just doing something for the sake of doing something and then just Your enjoying pleasure. something yeah for pleasure, exactly, is sort of like lost a little mm. bit, which is so unfortunate. Um, because and I get it, like we live in a busy world, right? Like, and most people are like, well, like, what does that gift me? Like, why would I do that? Like, I've got so many other things that I could be doing on my like to do list or whatever. It's like, what it gives you is it fills your cup, like, mm. so that you can do all those other things and show up to all those other places, like, you know, like, you know, calm and like, beautiful and happy place. Like, when I'm like, well, fucked, like, the whole world knows because like I show up like as a better mom and a better partner mm. and a better like sister and whatever it is. Um, because like that just makes me feel like I'm full of like, which is sexual energy is creation energy. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like just full of that, like sexual energy. I'm just like flowing and like vibing in it. And then I feel like my cup's been full and I don't have to like, there is no like, you know, I mean, I don't want to get into outcomes, but that is the outcome of like mm -hmm. getting into and just playing. That's the outcome of play is filling your cup. Why do children play? Like just to like enjoy it, experience it. Mm -hmm. So much fun. Well, and, it, and energy it's part is so of regulating your nervous system as well, right? Like absolutely. Play is how we discover the world. Play is how we yes. give to ourselves. Yes. And we're taught that as adults that we're not supposed to play anymore. We're supposed to work. Right. And it's like, yeah. there's these stages in life where now it's, we're not allowed to do that. Or, or if you have too much energy or if you're too, if you're enjoying life too much, then you're, you're acting too young. You're not a child anymore or, you know, and it's like, wait, mm. no, no, yes. I will never stop being a child in my heart because I don't want to lose that playful energy. I don't want to lose that excitement and joy about little things in life because 
celebrating the little things every day that I can keeps me light and keeps me energetic. And when I forget about that, or when I feel like that energy has to be dampened down, I go into a depressive energy. And absolutely. I think that's that's very common. There's like people on antidepressants. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like, I mean, there's lots of reasons behind that, but a lot of it is just like, like you said, always focusing on like what needs to get done and like, you know, nothing. I always say like, you're the creator of like your own life, right? Like you're like the artist of your life. Like you're in like, and no art is ever made like do it like while you're doing a to-do list. Like No artist was ever like, do you know what? I made this like absolutely gorgeous, like Van Gogh painting. Like while I was making a to-do list and stressing over work, like, no, (laughs) you made art, like you made the most beautiful music, like you made the most beautiful painting, whatever it was, when you were in flow, when you were in pleasure, when you were even in pain necessarily, but when you were just existing, right? Like, and that's why- You were sitting in the energy of your emotions or your, uh, of just being- of just being exactly yeah, and like yeah. if you're the artist of your life then like where are you creating your life from but from there right like mm-hmm. and yeah if you focus on like yeah all the things that need to get done like first of all there are always gonna be things that need to get done when you die there'll be things that need to get done like that's <laughs> yeah, the reality of the world yeah so and that's why sex is fun i'm always like it's free <laughs> like I don't I know, understand right? why people like are like it's free it's fun it's play. Well, it can like, be free <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can pay for it, but you it's can. way more fun if you find your people and find free ways yeah. to play with others. And that's one thing I love about my world and that I wish other people could understand is that um, like when you choose this lifestyle consciously, authentically, and your energy is right, it's just it's a sharing of energy in in more than one way, you know, there's like sexual energy, loving energy, um, pleasure energy, like there's just all kinds of energies. And when we mix it all together, it's, it's just life becomes so much more fulfilling. And the more we experience outside of ourselves, outside of our partner, the more, the less expectation we put on ourselves and other people to fulfill us I think one person yeah like yes like we don't just eat one food right like no. we like variety in food it would be a lot yes. to expect a squash to fulfill me the rest of my life I'd be like okay I'm tired of that like I want a different texture <laughs> I want a different flavor I want a different color you know and yeah. we wouldn't shame ourselves for that but yet no. in our lives, we're supposed to just enjoy squash for the rest of our lives and not want anything else because that's that's being too much or, you know, needy if you want something else. But we are literally designed for variety. We're designed to connect to others and to to be something. So with that in mind, mm. what would you say? a pussy or a yoni might be saying because if we're saying like Mm. the pussy has a voice too what kinds of things might our pussy be saying to us that we're not listening to absolutely so there's so many levels to that conversation so Mm. there's first of all yes a good like majority (laughs) of women who is like whose pussies like are been so dissociated from for so long 
um, that they're angry, right? Like there's like all these like on the rise at the current moment, like all these different like disorders that the like medical system is labeling for like different like types of vaginal issues. Um, and I'm like, listen, like your pussy's like mad. Like she's straight up mad that like you have been ignoring her, that like you have been like pushing down her voice for like so long, like that you've probably been prioritizing somebody else's pleasure like over your own. Um, and then we have like pussies that are just like, people are just like, I have no sex drive at all. Like literally like zero. And I'm like, and that's so many of the women who come and I'm like, well, yeah, like you have all this trauma yet you have to like heal all these situations that you have, again, like, you know, when you begin your life as like a young girl, like how, like the first thing, like if you go and touch like your pussy when you're little, they're like, no, don't do that. That's like dirty. Right. And there's the first moment where like that, like that, that message and narrative are being like pushed in. And then, you know, maybe like you get your period and then they go like, oh, like, don't, you know, tell your brother or your dad. Like, that's like gross. Like, we don't talk about that. Like, you know, make sure you hide your tampon when you walk to like the bathroom, like, because like, you know, don't want anyone to know about that. Like, and so this like any voice that she had is immediately being like squashed down right from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as we move through our lives, like, whether it's like choosing partners who don't prioritize us and who have no intention of like, you know, worshiping us or, or um, giving us pleasure, but who are just using us or people who feel like they're pressured, like, especially very young, like often people's first like sexual experiences, they were like sort of pressured into like over and over again, your Yoni's going like, Hey, like, I don't, I don't think I like this idea. And like, you're going like, no, but this person's pleasure is more important than you. Or like, well, I've been told to people, please. Like, and like, I was told a good girl, like keeps her mouth shut, like about things or whatever it is. Right. Like, um, and so eventually, like, sometimes the Yoni just like, is like, just like if you, you know, broke your heart enough times, like eventually your heart creates walls around it. Like if you continue to like suppress like her voice, like eventually she's just gonna be like, I have nothing for you. Like, I'm done. Like, mm. I've created walls. So, so many women come um, to me with that problem because it's just sort of a huge issue in the world at the current moment because we are so far into this like shaming and guilt and trauma um around sex so that is a lot of what the pussy is saying um in so many times uh, in so many cases um i mean she has so many other beautiful i mean mine has lots of other things to say <laughs> um there's like a really cool like sort of like when you get into like the biology behind like what your pussy is saying as well when you're not dissociated from her then you get to like sort of like dig into like um I was saying like the other day that like when I was younger uh I used to work in downtown Toronto and when I worked in downtown Toronto I would um travel on the subway and I was always like not dissociated from my pussy I've always had like I always knew sex work was my work like even when I was very young um and so I was like in my early 20s and I would sit there on the subway and I would look around at all the men and I'd decide which men like I wanted to have sex with. And I had no intention of like going up to him, talking to him, flirting with him, like nothing. But I would just like in my mind, like play like a game. Like I was like, oh, like and at the time, like I thought like I would talk to my friends a bit, like, you're fucking crazy. Like, like what is this? A porn? And I was like, no, like I'm not actually like like in any way like moving forward on it. I just it's just something I do. I like, don't know why I do it. And now as I get older, like I realize like that's like a biological response, right? Like for a woman to walk into a room when you're not dissociated from your pussy and your pussy to go like, what is the strongest man in this room? Who could offer me like the best possible children, the best possible like protection, the best possible provision? Um, that's like a biological response 
to like your body, just like your womb, like making like every month I have to have a conversation with my womb where I go like, Hey, like, we're not having a baby this month. And she goes, but we should have to do that because we're still like fertile. And I go, no, never. That's never happening again. We did that. It was beautiful. And I loved it. <laughs> and no, thank you. I'm not doing that again. But when we have like the those things online, then we're going to have basic biological responses to them, which is like also your Yoni talking to you. And it's okay to tell her like, yeah, like, no, we're not going to go flirt with that guy. Like who could possibly be a good father? No, like we're not like slaves to our biology, but like it's the, all the amazing little intricate ways that she's always like talking with us. Um, and it's okay to like, yeah, tell her sometimes like to, <laughs> I regularly have to do that. No, you're not gonna have sex with every man you see. Like, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it also is important that like when those things are online that we know that like she's always there, like kind of like voicing her, like this is what I desire. This is what I need. Like, this is what I feel this month. Like. This is what I feel at this time of the month. Like when you move through your cycle as a woman, you move through like those four archetypes. So what you desire sexually is going to change as well. Make different like sexual desires than like the crone does. And maiden is like right after your period um, ends. You'd be moving into like um, that phase. And then you'd be moving when you're um, ovulating, you're in mother energy. And then enchanted energy is like sort of when people would say you're like PMS, like right before you have your period and then crone energy is when you're on your period and what I desire and what my pussy desires at each time of the month is going to be totally different like my crone what she wants sexually like than like at any other time so it's really interesting when you start to listen to her and uh, listen to all the amazing things that she has and wisdom that she has for you I have a name for mine she changes it regularly Mm -hmm. um but we have lots of conversations Mm -hmm. oh wow (laughs) <laughs> that's funny so i'm taking some notes here because i fascinated i love i love that you said it. we kind of cycle through the different the different um like maiden mother enchanted enchantress or enchant enchantress yeah so describe so- again sort of the de- enchantress <laughs> i can't talk today <laughs> enchantress <laughs> energy um mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you you talk us through a little bit of that energy? Because I heard you talk about it a little bit before, but. um... Absolutely. Yeah. So essentially, like with women, then we have four main like archetypes, right? So our four main archetypes are, like I said, maiden, mother, enchantress, crone. Um, And in those main archetypes, like they all line up with like something else, right? So like maiden is sort of like age group of like zero to 20 mothers like sort of 20 to 40 even if you never become a mother side note for people who are like I never became a mother like that's cool yeah. no worries um it's still a life cycle um enchantress is 40 to 60 and uh crone is sort of 60 plus right and they each line up with like because there's four of them there's four seasons so maiden is spring and um mother is summer and enchantress is fall and um Crone is winter. They all line up with moon cycles as well as like elemental cycles. So like fire, earth, air, water, um, as well as your ovulation um, cycle, right? So when you're in your maiden, you're in your follicular, which is like right after you had your period. Uh, So there's four stages to your ovulation, which is follicular. Mother, you're in ovulation. Um, Enchantress, you're in luteal. And then uh, sage or crone, you're in menstruation. So you're going to want each one of these um, archetypes has extremely different energy, right? Like maiden is like spring. She's like new. It's like East it's air. It's like, it's that flirty, like lights, like 
mm-hmm. you know, beautiful energy that ha- you had when you were a teenager, right? Where like everything is like sort of like fun and like soft and like magical and like you want to flirt and you want to like maybe like have a partner who like fucks the shit out of you. Sorry. No, <laughs> like, don't apologize. But, like, yeah, like that, like, you know, what you, you want, like that, yeah, I, we, I mean, my friends used to like joke that we wanted like a man for like every stage of like the, I was like, so I need a young guy, like when I'm like in that stage, like, <laughs> yeah. who, like who can go hard for like a really long time. Um, and then mother energy is like the summer. So it's like, and it's a full moon, it's fire, it's ovulation. With mother, you're in like that, like you're the most attractive physically. We know that like, um, in mother energy, like when you're ovulating, you're physically more attractive to like men than at any other stage. Like, um, and, and so in this energy, like you, some people have different, like, because you're ovulating, you're like most attracted to men who are extremely masculine, right? Because you're again, this is it would have been in that stage that I would have been sitting on the subway looking for mm-hmm. like the person who's gonna give me the best offspring, the person who's the best provider, right? Like in mother, you're in that like I want like the masculine, strong, like man who could protect and provide. And I want more like sort of actually like of a loving, nurturing kind of like vibe because I I'm myself giving that as well and mother you're yourself giving that like loving nurturing kind of vibe so that might be like where you're like I need to be like cuddled like a little like more mm. or like I need to like go like a little slower to start and then get like a little wild she like needs a little more build up in my experience mm. um enchantress is autumn it's uh west it's water it's lutilial and so she is actually like the powerhouse of sexual energy right 40 to 60 is when we see women like really peak in like their sexual energy um and in that power of like i've experienced life like i know my shit like now like i'm not like some like young mm-hmm. girl anymore like i'm not like you know nurturing every any everyone everymore i'm like i'm gonna take care of myself i'm gonna know myself i'm gonna know my body she and because of that she has like that really like um like yeah vibrant sexual energy and so in enchantress like I always say like everything's game. Like it's like it's everything's game in terms of like it usually gets like wild and like crazy. And she also has sort of like a no BS meter. Like it's when people mm-hmm. say like we're like, you know, PMSing. So in Maiden and Mother, like things like might be like in your life, you might kind of let them like go by where you're just like, yeah, like that was okay. That's like, you know, it's not a big deal that like that person's being kind of rude to me. It's not a big deal. But in Enchantress, you're like, fuck no. Like, no, like I have a no BS meter when I'm enchantress. Like, nope, that's not happening. So you might have to be a little bit, play a little extra nicer with me if uh, you want to get me in the bedroom. But um, that being said, if you can, then you'll get like a really like wild woman is like what is often also the name for her um, kind of version of it. And to me, she's like the most untapped into like, right, like we've domesticated people so severely that like the idea of a wild woman, like the woman who's like, I always say like, I like, I want to go like, I was at this event recently. um, And I was like, I didn't want to go originally, because I was just like, uh, like, I don't want to go to another like, sort of like, like, I don't know, spiritual, like whatever event. I was like, I want fucking like, wildness I want growling like if there's not growling at this event like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here like and like I want like to be like like complete like undomestication like of like women right like that like tapping into that like really primal like state in enchantress and I fucking love being in that energy um and then there's the crone and crone is like menstruation it's earth element it's north it's the dark moon um energy so and it's winter so it's when you're menstruating. And so women have, I find really interesting, like different experiences with this. Some women are like, when I'm menstruating, I'm like super like horny. Um, and like, I really like want like, 
like deep connection. Other women are like, no, like I just want to like sort of turn inward, right? Like for like when I'm menstruating, like I would rather just sort of like be in like more of like a meditative state. Like I want my like connection sexually to be like a little bit like deeper, a little bit like more healing, a little bit more of a conscious like um, act opposed to like sort of a wild, like crazy act. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, everyone has like different and you roll through those during your menstrual cycle. You also roll through those during the moon cycle. You also roll through those during your life cycle. Um, so it's a really interesting kind of yeah, like, but the more you can tap into um, what stage you're sort of in and what you're feeling and sometimes like screw the stages you're in in your menstrual cycle. But like, sometimes I tell women like, um, and one of my practices, like just tap into like when you walk before you walk into the bedroom, like how, how am I feeling? Because mm. when you can tap into how you feel and what you desire, like, I'm like, okay, like I feel like I am in my maiden and I want like, you know, whatever, then I can be vocal about that and clear about that with my partner. And then I can have a better experience. Cause sometimes like in my client's experiences and even in my own experiences, it's like you have sex with someone and you're like, I think I, you know, I had lots of orgasms and it was good. And then you still walk away and you're like, still feel like unfulfilled by that like what happened Mm. like I know I had a good time like what was it that's missing it's like what was missing is you never checked in with what what you actually needed what did you actually need before you went into that space what did you actually desire what were your actual like things that you were trying to fulfill in that like sure you had an orgasm but like like why did you walk away unfulfilled you didn't know the energy when you were going in that you needed Mm. to begin with like do you Do you need to cry after that orgasm? Like I exactly. Like it's, it's interesting because there's certain kind of orgasms, and I just like will like <laughs> like sob, and totally. my whole body releases, and it's like the best. And I know that that used to scare. I think it scared my ex whenever I did that, but my partner now, <laughs> Steve, just like loves that like he's like oh yeah that's a win you felt safe enough you like your body's releasing like to him it's like yeah the the greatest thing when that happens and so he just takes me in his arms and lets me cry it out and then I'm like wild (laughs) like then I'm like okay I'm ready for anything now it's very interesting um and it's like I'm open to my my body I didn't even know that I needed that, but I know that I don't push that away anymore. Like if, if I feel Mm -hmm. like crying after an orgasm, I just do it. And I feel so much better after that. And it's like, I know that that is, I'm tapped into my body when those things happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're not suppressing, right? Like so much you suppress, like so many women are like, Oh, like I want to have a squirting orgasm or whatever. I'm like, how often are you just like holding everything in? Like, mm-hmm. right. So many women like their pussies, their yonis like are very like tightly, like squeezed up into the body. They lack like oxygen and blood flow and so mm-hmm. many other things. Cause they're so like suppressed and we've suppressed all those like feelings. It's like, no, like, like you said, you have to feel safe, but like you got to release and open and soften mm-hmm. and allow for whatever comes up. Like that's why sexual um, energy and like working with your partner and having like sex can be a beautiful healing experience where yeah. you're like, I don't even know why I'm crying. I don't even know why like that just came out. Like, I don't even know like why any of those things. And the key is to not like try and obsess about the why and just allow it, just allow for whatever comes up and allow to know, recognize that it's beautiful and like needed for whatever reason. And and that's why waterproof blankets are so important uh because that and I travel with puppy pads because you just never know like what kind of 
mood your yoni is in like right like what kind of release is she gonna have and to just be prepared allows you to relax into that and not stress about what's gonna happen not mess uh up your bed or this or that right like just I remember the first time that I was able to sort of release into like a squirting orgasm and, and it was like Oh, like I was holding (laughs) all of this in, right? I was holding it in and now it's like, I, I could choose to turn it off, but I'm, I'm choosing to cut off my pleasure as well. So I can, but I'd rather be prepared to allow anything to happen. Um, it's just, it's just nicer to be able to listen to her, but I like, I love this, like tap into how you feel. You said tap into how you feel and what you desire like when you walk into the room. Yeah. And I, I like that because it's like it's a visual of like walking through the doorway and being like, hmm, what does my yeah. body desire right now? And yeah, what is allowing, she need, right? Yeah. And allowing yourself to have that need met. And and some people are like, well, I don't have a partner. And how can well, it doesn't matter what your what your body needs is what your body needs. Whether you can make mm-hmm. that happen or not, that's a whole separate issue. What your body desires and what it needs. In my program, I talk a lot about there are no forbidden thoughts, desires, or emotions. Mm-hmm. There are no forbidden anything yeah. um, or fantasies for that matter. It doesn't mean every fantasy is going to be able to be played out. That's a whole different thing. Just like you on the train. like There's nothing yeah. wrong with desiring and fantasizing about the people there. It doesn't mean you're a predator and you're going to go rape them, <laughs> right? It doesn't mean you're yeah. going to go act on that just because you have the desire. That's not what it's about. It's being open to what your body's feeling. And then you get to decide how you're going to meet that need. Like it might be by yourself. Absolutely. You might be like, okay, well, I'm in for this kind of toy tonight. And oh yeah, I'm definitely going to need a waterproof blanket tonight, um, <laughs> even on my yeah. own, right? And I think it's just allowing yourself to recognize what the desire might be if you had a partner, if you don't, whatever. That doesn't matter. Your body still can desire those things. Um, And then how we respond to her is important. If we just go, oh, well, you're not allowed to feel that, you will stifle her and you'll shut her down and it'll be hard to wake her up. Well, and that's what happens exactly is like she gets into a state where it's like, okay, like we got like a lot of work to do, right? Like people are like, I want to experience all these things. And I'm like, I want you to experience all those things too. And like the more you sort of people come to me and they want those things. And I'm like, but the interesting thing is like when you're first starting a relationship with like your pussy, like you have to start from like no outcome at all. Like of like mm-hmm. just like I'm just gonna give you my presence and my touch. And like, maybe it's not even touch yet, like just presence, like and my attention, because I've never done that in a positive way before. And so we just have to start at that place of like, okay, like, I just need to offer you like my sacred, like, you know, like viewing her or like lightly touching her or where there's no outcome at all first, because it's like when you have a relationship that's completely like ruined and I always sort of like I got a cat like a couple months ago and it was like a rescue cat and so mm. like for the first like I don't know like month it like hid underneath the like my dresser like <laughs> and like obviously it had some trauma and I started like realizing like the, it's funny that we call it a pussy um because I was like this is exactly it like <laughs> is that like with the cat like it took time to like slowly like be like hey like I'm gonna touch you lightly on the head and then like he's like okay like this is safe and then it's like 
I'm going to like give you more space. Like you can't just bring a cat, like, you know, that was abused like its whole life into your house and be like, Hey, like do tricks for me. Hey, like <laughs> act nice for me. Like, Hey, love me when I want you to like, that's not how it works. Like that would be insanity. Mm. Anyone would think that is insanity. And the same thing is like your pussy is like, you can't ignore her your whole life and like degrade that trust and then be like, Hey, like, you know, let's have a squirting orgasm together. It's like, no, like we just need to tap into like what we need and, and start small. Right. Like, and sometimes like with the energies, like and understanding like the maiden and the mother and enchantress and stuff like that, it can even just be like, not even what you need sexually, but like just what like energy you need to be in. Like sometimes when I'm like in like, I step in and I'm like, okay, I feel like very like maiden y. I'm like, it literally means that I need to like put on a random lipstick that I haven't put on in a hundred years and like mm-hmm. dance to like an old song that I listened to when I was in my twenties, like in like my like bra and underwear. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes it just means being in that energy, not even sexually, mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. allowing yourself to be the maiden and be silly and like fun and like, you know, playful or to be like wild, like you know, to come into your room and stomp around and scream if you need to, like whatever it is, like, I, the more you can tap into those needs and desires, the more that that plays out beautifully in like the bedroom was so that you can really fulfill like those needs and feel walk away from sex sessions with your partner or with yourself, like which I call like self connection sessions, like mm-hmm. in a way that feels like nourishing. Mm-hmm. I love that. Oh, mm-hmm. this is so good. I want to ask you another quick question regarding the fire earth air water yeah um because you said they kind of connect to each thing but i think i wrote that down wrong so i'm just curious um which energy would the maiden be the maiden is air okay yeah okay and then mother is fire okay and enchantress is water oh would that be like the um mermaids and stuff it was like yeah like mm-hmm. waters um and uh crone is earth okay so that's kind of a grounded energy exactly and this is why like we know you know in the past like things like red tents existed right and a red tent was where a woman would like where women would gather who were on their menstrual cycle at the exact same time um inside of a tent and they would bleed into the ground and they would just meditate um and sit in this space um of like because like really during your menstruation like you are the most um the veil is the thinnest is what like people would say like which means like you're the most connected to mother earth you're most connected to like sort of um the divine energies that you can't see um in your menstruation phase and so yeah there's red tents where women would gather like where they would all bleed together into the earth and like ground into that space and meditate and allow for like sort of messages to come through um, for themselves. So yeah, menstruation is a really beautiful, powerful phase that we've like, you know, twisted into like some inconvenience in our Mm -hmm. lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's actually a time like in that case, a time to slow down and Absolutely. allow your body to rest and stuff. And I've been a lot more conscious of that. I know that my energy is lower than, and I mm-hmm. need to take time. And I'm like, why am I so tired? Like, oh, because I'm not listening to my body. I need to rest. Yeah. I'm allowed to rest. Uh, my body Absolutely. is bleeding and I am, you know, I'm literally healing. <laughs> You're my womb. shedding, yeah, yeah I'm shedding, shedding, and then like, my womb, right? my womb is like releasing healing. all the layers, like uh, yeah, of that, yeah, that month. So it's super powerful, and it is needed of rest, absolutely. And when you tune into your 
cycle and can like sort of plan your life a little bit. And like, I always find like, it's hard to do. Lord knows, like, I, you know, I have two kids, I homeschool them. Like, like life is hard to plan around your menstrual cycle. Like it would be beautiful. But if you can, like, you know, when you're in mother energy, you're in like when ovulation, you're in like your highest energy point. Mm -hmm. So you're like, you're actually like in that, that would be the stage where like, you want to like, if you were, I don't know, throwing a party, or if you were like launching something for your business or whatever, like that's Mm -hmm. when you want to do that. So the more you can kind of like, work your energies around your menstrual cycle, it does benefit you a lot. Yes. Well, it's definitely the enchantress energy is not your marathon energy. It's not your like, think think and work things out and be super productive energy. No, it's, it's definitely a more not playful energy. It's a more like, well, I guess that water energy it's, it's like, I don't want to be serious at that time. I don't want to make serious decisions. I'm just mm. trying to like, I don't want to say survive. It turns well, into survival mode when you're not listening to your body. When you're it, not, yes, absolutely. Yeah, it really feels like survival in that time and you're just like slugging through. But when you listen to your body, you're like, you know what? I can be creative in this time, but I'm not going to be productive. Yes. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, and there's something... To be said for allowing as well, like if you're, you know, feeling like you're slugging through it, it's probably because like you're pushing down like anger. Um, and like she's like very much like that, like sort of like sacred rage kind of like stage. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, like it's okay as well in that time to just be like, listen, like I gotta like go in my room and like fucking scream into pillows or like punch things <laughs> or like whatever. Um, <laughs> and that really like helps to like sort of regulate energy during that time as well. Well, and I'm learning that I don't necessarily want to people then, and I'm a people person and I love talking with people, but I've noticed that I just want to be alone. And one of my things that I have started doing um, is I, I just listen to my podcasts and I color then on this coloring oh, app nice. um, yeah. and I'll just sit in my room and do that. And that is very healing for me. And I don't want to be bothered and I don't want to. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't want to answer a text. I don't want to do anything. I just want to be and chill out. And it's very hard for me to allow myself to do that because for me, it takes a lot of energy to say no because of the programming. Because yes, to me, baby. it was like I my worth came from others for so much of my life. That to mm. say no and to just be with myself and and trust that is very taxing still. And but once I'm in that, I'm like, oh, I so needed that. But there's all that like programming I have to get over in that the the language that says, oh, you're letting people down or you're not available to them or this or that or and I swirl and and I have ADHD, so my my brain like is so busy to begin with that to give myself permission to just go offline in my brain Mm. that is so challenging just to begin with um but i recognize that if i don't do that now i just i get frustrated and i just i just get angry and i nitpick and i Mm -hmm. get very critical with the people around me especially my partner which is not fair um so i play out my frustrations to others rather than just going internal and and being loving and kind to myself in that time. Yeah. And that's why understanding those energies as women is really important. Like I feel like a lot of women and you talk to them, they feel like, like, you know, they know these things about themselves. And then they also have been told that that's like, makes them crazy. 
right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, like women, they're so emotionally, they're so like all mm-hmm. over the place. They're a roller coaster. They're crazy. Like you're not crazy. Like I promise <laughs> you, like you're not crazy. Like you're not a roller coaster either. Like you just have like within you like a cycle. Um, women are cyclical, right? Like men are not cyclical. Like they men, a woman's hormones like cycle over 28 to 38 days, depending on their like own cycle. Um, even after like menstruation, like it still cycles to some degree, a man's hormone cycle every uh, 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So like, yes, like we are we function very differently, right? And that doesn't make you crazy or wrong or bad or any of those different things. Like, and so knowing those like uh, archetypes, like and allowing for them to be really does help to make you feel more aligned with your own um, actions in terms of how you're going to behave during those times. Mm -hmm. Well, this has been a great conversation. We are probably over time here, but it's like hard to shut this (laughs) down because it's just so fascinating. But um, Sierra, if people want to get a hold of you, if they want to reach out to you, Mm -hmm. where can they find you? And I will put these links in the show notes. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Sierra underscore Jane underscore Grace. Um, And you can find me on Facebook at Sierra Jane Grace. And um, you can email me at sex at Sierra Jane Grace dot com. And I do one on one coaching, like I said, with women and with couples. Um, And I do have two masterclasses that will be coming out soon I am like a month behind everything I just got out of the hospital for two weeks with my son so mm. everything's a little like messed up oh, but two master classes right now <laughs> yeah will be coming out um soon in September as well so that if you know that one-on-one coaching seems like maybe like outside of like your time restrictions or like you know, whatever, like there'll be a masterclass will be two hours that will be about sacred sex um, uh, practices for couples and how to create those kind of spaces for themselves and how to experience sex in like a new way um, in early September. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And just make sure that I have the information for those and I'll put in the show notes um, next week. Thank you. Um, Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time and for being so quick to like book this, this interview, I it just, I was like, Oh, yay. Um, when well, my, 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 yeah, my friend reached out to you and she's like, you have to be on this podcast. And, um, you were just so great. Boom, boom, boom. You just booked it. And, and so this is lovely because, oh, you've been in the hospital with your son. I've been moving. There's just so much going on. And sometimes it's really hard to, to keep things going so these conversations always sort of reground me and just bring me back to the reason why I do what I do and um I get to meet wonderful people so it was so lovely to get to know you and I love what you do and what you're doing in the world and keep that going thank you so much for the energy you put out in the world and your love for women and men and for sexual energy just kind of understanding that a little bit more. Thank you so much. I feel super honored to be here. And yeah, like I, I'm going to have to dive into your work and your podcast now. Cause I, like you said, literally came across this like a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to listen to more. Um, and again, like, like you said, like, thank you for the work that you're doing and sort of destigmatizing, mm. um, you know, breaking out of the box and owning yeah. your authenticity and, uh, doing things your own way, right? Exactly. Experiencing the world. 
your own way, not just for rebellion's sake, but for authenticity's sake. And that is so important. So on that note, as I always say, when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. Mm. So thank you for being here, Sierra. And thank you everyone for being here. I love you all. And thank you for joining us. I will see you next week. Well, thank you for joining us. I loved this conversation. It was so enlightening. I learned a lot about myself too. I knew a lot of these things, but just to think of it in terms of the archetypes and just the ways that if I think of it, that my pussy is talking to me, that my body is trying to tell me things and how often I'm like, oh, I don't have time or I don't want to listen to that. Um, or the subconscious programming that's telling me, no, 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 that's not important to listen to. There are other important things you have to do. You have business to run. You have this, da, 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 da. So it's interesting to just really think about your yoni, your pussy, your vulva, having a voice and listening to it. So I challenge you to just really become aware of what your body is saying down there. Because <laughs> it's kind of the uh, the root. Well, it's the root chakra, right? It's like the part of us that we often ignore. And I just challenge you to, to really start listening and be aware. I loved the phrase that she said, sex should always be an experience. And I think that's so important. Life should be an experience as well. It shouldn't always be about the outcome. The outcome sort of guides what we want to do and it helps us to set intentions. But when we can detach ourselves from the outcome, that's when we really have experiences that are are worth remembering. And so I encourage you to just let go of the outcomes and ask yourself why you're doing the things that you do and how do you want to feel instead of what you want to accomplish. It's just a little bit of a shift, but it's important. Anyways, I am so grateful that Sierra came and joined us and I enjoyed this conversation thoroughly. So I hope you did too. Thank you for joining us this week. I love you all and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Kareen Bedard Coaching and you can visit my website at kareenbedard.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like and share it with your friends. I'd be so grateful if you could help by giving us a five-star review on Podchaser or iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe to our mailing list to be kept up to date about upcoming episodes and exciting news. Just visit our website at breakingfreeauthentically.com and scroll down to subscribe. You can also email me anytime. I'd love to hear from you. Send your messages and questions to kareen at kareenbedard.com. Are you a part of my Facebook community yet? Join us in Breaking Free Authentically. It's where you will find this sex-positive relationship community. I'd be thrilled to have you be a part of this community with me. All the links will be in the show notes, so don't forget to check it out. Remember, when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key.
Have a great week.